Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again. We have uh, started a series quite some time ago. Uh, we called the series From Unbelief to Belief, just trying to lay out in, in, in very brief segments some uh, uh, necessary and useful information uh, to bring a person uh, from unbelief to belief. And uh, I, I would hope you could use it in your life as a believer to help you prepare. Uh, that you would even be willing to share this with uh, an unbeliever and say, well, here's something that you might find uh, helpful. And we've begun kind of a, a subset um, in, in the series, and um, uh, I, I call it uh, the, the unbelieving believer, or you could actually reverse it, the, the, uh, uh, the believing unbeliever. I mean, flip it, flip it around. But uh, the reality, most of the people that we'll talk to probably, uh, are people that uh, will in, at some level admit to some type of faith in God. Uh, more often than not in our context in the Southeast, even faith in Jesus Christ. Now, it may not be the Jesus Christ of the Bible, but it, you know, in, in name it's uh, a faith in Jesus Christ and beyond that. And many times they'll go on and tell you about an experience they had in years past and uh, how devoted they were to a particular church in years past and they're you know, members of this church or that church. Uh, but at the end of the day, you find that they've completely, at a practical level, okay, uh, lost interest in, in the church and the things of God. And that's a, a, a terrible dilemma. Uh, these folks I have found are incredibly uh, defensive as I coined a, a phrase uh, a few weeks back, and, and I know probably it might anger some people, but uh, that we find people that are more committed to being uncommitted than we're committed to being committed. And so uh, uh, that's, they're difficult individuals to deal with. But over the years, I, I've uh, borrowed uh, kind of a concept from my mentor and uh, uh, former, uh, uh, I guess, boss, lead pastor at Philadelphia Baptist Church, Barry Bruce. Uh, and it's a, just a, a series from the book of 1 John called The Birthmarks of the Believer. We did a, a very lengthy series earlier this year, earlier in 2023, in which I did... Uh, quite a bit of the uh, development of this concept from 1 John. I'm going to take the next few days just once again to uh, kind of remind you of, of some of these realities and help you to process and to think. And uh, here's uh, kind of another caveat to this. Um, uh, yesterday I, I spoke a little bit. Uh, I'm recording this on a Monday. So on the previous Sunday, uh, the Sunday after Easter, uh, I spoke a little bit about learning theory and how I try to utilize it and utilized it in every walk of life that I've ever been involved with. And one of the, the principles about, about learning uh, is that you don't see and remember anything until you have a practical need for that thing. Uh, that's why uh, back in the old days when there was a thing called a newspaper, uh, businesses ran the same ad day after day after day because you didn't even see the ad unless you needed the, the tires or the shirt or the shoes or you name it that was in the ad. You just didn't remember it. And same thing, same principle applies for television advertising. And so uh, many times, you know, 
when you think that uh, even biblical instruction is irrelevant, if you don't think there's a need for it or a reason that you should master that information, then you're not as likely to remember it. So uh, since we're in this series, I've pointed these things out, pointed out the reality that, that we all know people that fit into this category. Uh, hopefully this will catch your attention and you will remember uh, some of these things because you recognize that you need to know these things. So if your Bible is handy, 1 John, uh, that little epistle all the way at the back of the Bible, 1 John uh, chapter 1 and verse 9. And we can say that one of the telltale birthmarks of those that have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, that they have been born again, is that they confess their sin. Uh, that it is... Uh, the nature or the outworking of our salvation that causes us to recognize our sin and to deal biblically or to deal appropriately with that sin. So John simply said it this way, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then verse 10, if we say we have not sinned, we make him to be our liar and his word is not in us. We'll come back to verse 10 uh, at a future date. But suffice it to say that Christians do sin. And sometimes we sin in, in, in grievous ways, embarrassing ways, damaging ways. But because the Holy Spirit has sealed us, because the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God, uh, there is something at work in, in our life that brings, uh, uh, we'll, we'll use the word conviction, but it is a, a type of inner grieving uh, that is so weighty uh, that we desire to be relieved of that burden. And that uh, we uh, realize and recognize because at one time we experienced uh, intimacy with God, uh, that that intimacy has been disrupted or interrupted and that we want to remove that obstacle, which is namely our sin. And so the remedy for that is to confess our sin, which is not simply to say, I did it, but I did it, and now I forsake it. I turn away from it. Uh, I, I abandon that sin. And so one birthmark is that we desire to confess our sin because the Spirit is at work in us, making us aware of sin. We're grieved that we've offended our Lord. We're grieved that this fellowship has been disrupted. In fact, uh, uh, David in the Psalms talked about when he kept silent about his sin, his bones wasted away within him. In other words, it was such a grievous thing that he was sick of soul. Well, that's the reality for a believer. And so uh, maybe to tie a couple of things together, uh, while Christians sin and act carnally, now again, I do not believe the carnal Christian is a separate category of Christian, but we do behave sinfully uh, because of the power of the Spirit in our lives. Uh, we cannot enjoy these seasons of sin. We recognize we have grieved God and we ourselves are grieved and we are moved to confess it. And so that is a birthmark of a believer, is that we are about the business of confessing our sin and experiencing the great reality that the blood of Christ does indeed cleanse us from any and all sin. So I pray that this is a blessing to your day, and I'll look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.